and Grace watching Stargate. They made a podcast that's on iTunes that you should rate. Nix is a super fan. Grace is pretty new. Kaylee the Thorgy will help them make it through. Bartender Nick is here to make them drinks. As they reference random pop culture things. Crying out loud, they'll put a smile on your face. There's no place like Tara with Nix and Grace. Welcome to episode 160 of There's No Place Like Tara, a Stargate first watch, rewatch podcast. I am Nixie. And I'm Grace. All day today, I am Grace. Um, <laughs> Not tomorrow. tomorrow. Who knows? Just today. <laughs> uh, today we're watching Atlantis season one, episode four, 38 minutes, um, a.k.a. The 24 Hours episode, <laughs> a.k.a. Um, Saltwater is your friend. My a.k.a. is failure is not an option. <laughs> That's a good one. Which I will get to. Yeah. Why? Mm-hmm. My a.k.a. is failure is not an option. I like it. Actually, I had another one. Yeah. It's going to give away a little bit of what I'm talking about later. But okay. What do we say to the god of death? <laughs> not, not today. today. <laughs> so... We have anything before I start this episode? Nope. Uh, cool. Oh, we have gr- we <laughs> no, have, we have drinks. <laughs> Sorry, we have drinks. We have uh, bartender Nick has crafted us gin and tonics, but not just any gin and tonics. Gin and tonics made with homemade tonic, <laughs> not homemade gin, just homemade tonic. And uh, I feel don't, like don't homemade tempt, gin's just there. around the corner. We've had uh, we've actually made gin before. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like in this house I would not be surprised. We've made you can you can make it with some vodka and the right ingredients and time. Nice. Um, so now you just have to make your own vodka. <laughs> you just have to inception that shit forever, and then it's like, well, then you have to grow your own potatoes. So you grow your no, no, own potatoes. No, 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 no. We get you to grow our potatoes. Fair. We know what happens to plants in this house. So I know what the. T- vodka can be made from potatoes. Yes. What do you make if you use sweet potatoes? Sweet vodka. That would be weird, but interesting. I'm intrigued. Let's do it. (laughs) Okay. It's candied vodka. (laughs) It's like one of those fancy flavored ones. (laughs) Except no. Yeah. (laughs) All right. I'm ready. Okay. Hold up. Wait a minute. Okay, I'm done. So, July 30th, 2004. Woo! It was written by Brad Wright and directed by Mario Azopardi, which mm. I'm butchering her name and I'm so sorry. But the name might sound familiar to you if okay. I pronounced it correctly. Okay. It's because he's directed some early Stargate SG-1, Ew. including Children of the Gods. Wow. Yeah. That's a big one. That's like the pilot. He's like, hey, I like to just write the important ones and then I leave. <laughs> Smoke bomb out of here. Well, he directed it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So the important person we meet... In this episode, uh-huh. is Mr. Dr. Roddick Zelenka. <laughs> Zelenka! Played by Mr. David Nickel, who's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> if you follow him on social media, he's tons of fun. Nice. Which, speaking of following people on social media, if you follow um, uh, something buzzed and I and I lost it. If you follow David Hewlett, yeah. if you follow David Hewlett, he's also a ton of fun to follow on social media. I'll have to consider it. Yeah. But David <laughs> Nickel is great. Uh he was actually born like his his accent and he has a good reason why he knows Czech. He okay. was born in Czechoslovakia. There you go. <laughs> uh, and he moved to Canada when he was super still super young. He is also beyond just Czech and obviously English. Mm-hmm. He's also fluent in French and Spanish. 
So he's a smarty pants. So he's a he smarty pants. He knows all the pants. languages. He knows all the languages. He translated all the Czech for the show himself. I feel like if he speaks French and Spanish, he should just drop right into Italian. Exactly. Just get them all the next in there. Yeah. To be fair, he may know Italian at That's this fair. point. Who knows? Yeah. Um, he is a get frequent... Get all those romance languages handled. <laughs> he's a frequent uh, guest star on Arrow. Oh. As Anatoly, I have not seen Arrow since I think the second season, so I don't I'm know who that character not sure is. either who the character is. But he's on the show Arrow for a month. Uh-huh. Um, he was on Eureka. He's been in an episode of Supernatural, and I was like, it's the Leica. Um, so he's Canada actor. He's Canada actor man. Got it. He also in '94 co-founded Misery Loves Company Theater in Prague. Wow. Yeah. That sounds fancy. He's fancy man. I have Prague theaters. But I guess he would if he's Czech. Yes. Yeah. Nice. yeah. <laughs> but he's he's awesome and I love Zelenka. I love Zelenka. You're going to see Zelenka. More. More. Good, good, Spoiler, good. Spoiler, because he's I love Zelenka. Oh good, good, because I have notes at the end of the episode okay. regarding Hopefully, Zelenka. also you love Zelenka. I do really like him. I just don't want to give too much okay. away. Okay. So we start flying through space in a jumper. <laughs> we do. Heading to the gates. Everything is very urgent. And some other kid, who is Markham, Stackhouse mm-hmm. is also in front, <laughs> who will see... Markham and Stackhouse yeah. sounds like a law office. It also reminds me of, like, Waldor and Stackhouse. Yeah, that's you. Waldor and Stadler, yeah. <laughs> Stadler, sorry. Yeah. Markham and Stackhouse, attorneys at law. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm done. We do, like, they become sort of our... You know how we see SG two and SG three for SG one. Markham Stackhouse are sort of in that name. Not quite red shirts, but they're not red shirts. But not. But you know, shit's going down, and you see them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, And red ish shirts. (laughs) We'll call them. We'll call them pink shirts. And they're they're like you can tell they don't fly very often, but obviously they either have the gene or have had uh, Carson's therapy. Mm. Um, They're like hoping to have everything lined up to go through the gate, and for reminds him that. And if you don't thread the needle, we're all dead. So be on your game, yo. So I looked up thread the needle because I was like, I'm pretty sure it's a surfing term. Uh-huh. Is it? It's an a billion things term. Mm-hmm. So you can thread the needle, obviously, in like the traditional sense yeah. where you actually thread the needle. There's a term in surgery called thread the needle. I'm sure There's there is. There's a term in yoga called thread the needle. <laughs> but there is a term in surfing called thread the needle, but I could not figure out what you actually do. I'm assuming it's when you go into the little, the circle You would think so. It's I not? don't think it is. Yeah. Okay, because that's someone like who knows better than me. Yeah. Well, it sounds like it would be something, but I don't know that it is. That's we'll the technical term. The circle-y part uh-huh. when the wave goes circle. In the circle part, and yeah. then you're in the circle part. I'm going to then... lose all of my California girl credibility, uh, credibility I, for not knowing this. I, you know, I have seen people surf on like Superior, but you're not getting any waves, and they're going to make the happening. little circle yeah. part. No, I I grew up going to Santa Cruz too often in my life. <laughs> Literally, Steamers Lane, one of like the hot spots of surfing uh-huh. in the world um and i i don't know what it means well we're sound about as formed as they did on the last episode of my favorite, my favorite murder. murder yeah they did when Aaron is trying to <laughs> talk to about surfing turn, talk about right. surfing i love yeah and they 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 went on and on to how tall four stories is yeah and that was fun <laughs> and i was like okay we're gonna stop now we're just gonna move on forward moving on okay so they dial up the gate and mm-hmm. you know we we see inside the jumper that john has a bug on yeah. his neck they can't cut it off they can't pry it off he's got a new friend he has a little friend yeah um 
It's a little, yeah. A little, little rude friend. Taylor's like, I should grab the med kit. And I'm like, you didn't previously grab the med kit before already? this? How have you not already? Awesome. Uh, everything they try to do to get the bug off just makes the pain worse. Now, it could be, I will give her a little bit of credit. For all she knows... They were going right through the gate. So she's just probably trying to stabilize them. This is true, but it's more of, like, Ford or McKay or someone, like, as as soon as they get on the jumper is, like, here's the med kit for something. Yeah. But I I imagine, if I were her and I thought, we're heading right there. Yeah. And there's going to be the doctor waiting. I'm just going to stand here and make sure it doesn't do something else to I agree. But even if it's just going, hey, let's get some more gauze or something. that's fair. That's fair. That's all fair. Um... Yeah, everything they do makes the pain worse, makes it sink in more. They radio into Atlantis that they have a medical emergency as soon as they get contact when the date dial the mm-hmm. gate dials. Should only be a few moments till they're back, right? Mm-hmm. Dun 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 three hour two. <laughs> so we get some exterior shots that one of the engine pods is flickering. The yes. lights flickering. Which that's great. Awesome. Yeah. Cool beans. Something not fun is happening. All of the things are weird. Um, I do like, I noticed, this is the first time I've noticed this, the control board that the guys are using yeah. with all the buttons, uh-huh. I feel like they're just playing advanced Simon. Yeah. It That's is. really what it is. Simon says. It's, well, no, it's Simon. Remember the old 80s toy Simon yeah. that's had the four colors? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's, well, that's what I mean. So I always called it Simon Says. Oh, okay. No, yeah. uh, so, but it's like... No, no different colors. It's just know where the hell to push the next button. Yeah. And so that was my idea. I would That's love to play Simon. Simon on that. It would. Yeah. Except that would be hard as fuck it to would remember. Be, which is why I think it'd be fun. That's fair. So on the other side of the gate, they get the jumpers call. We're saunters out of her office. <laughs> Apparently Carson's all ran his way. And oh, yeah, it's John who's hurt. Yeah. So now she's especially upset. Yeah. So back in the jumper, McKay isn't finding anything in the med kit that would deal with this thing. Like, hmm. there's no morphine in there. Well, it's not like there's a remove bug you know, solution. But there's not even, like, enough painkillers that would deal with there that. Should, I mean, even... There even, should be something that's in an EpiPen that you shove into your leg. Even in... What, I think it was World War Two. The guys always had at least a shit ton of painkillers. That's what I'm saying. Like, there's only Tylenol. Where it's like, there's thing. nothing else I can do for him. Shoot him up with a bunch of exactly. drugs and hand him back his gun. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we need a version of that. A little breakaway morphines. Yeah. Imagine yes. if they were like the old school salt packets. <laughs> where it's just a little breakaway morphine. <laughs> Shove it in there real quick. <laughs> Way up there, Morty. Yeah. <laughs> Yikes. Um, and... Like, everyone's like, how much longer does it take to get through the goddamn gate? Like, why are we going so slowly? Yeah. So, Weir radios in. Ford describes the funky alien bug on John's neck. Yeah, I love the technical terms he uses. It's a funky alien bug. I mean, that's basically how I would describe it. I mean, how do we know it's funky? Like, is it wearing like a, you know, like a, like a, a, what is it, George Clinton funk? Yeah. Dreadlocks? Uh Uh-huh. How do we know it's funky? Maybe it it really doesn't have the funk at all. It has a saxophone. Yeah. It's playing some funk. (laughs) Um... They have no clue how to get it off of him. Weird does point out that it might <clears throat> not be the greatest idea to bring weird alien bug back uh-huh. to Atlantis. Yeah. But they kind of have no choice at the minute. Yeah, it's like, cool, so so what should I do instead? Or it's like, oh, you got a point. Okay, bring it in. Yeah. Uh, and finally, the jumper is close enough to the gate. So, like, it takes over. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and it's taking forever. Autopilot on this thing is slower than shit. Super not cool. Like, we've seen this thing shoot through a gate yeah. at a billion miles an hour. And well, this yeah. is going, I think, a foot an hour. The guy who designed the autopilot was like, hey, man, we shouldn't It's inflatable. We slow down. It's inflatable. It was like the dude who did it. He it's, like, hey, man, just no, be it's cool the, about it's it. No, it's the autopilot from the movie Airplane. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Um... And it goes to go through the gate, except it doesn't. No, because it's gotten all fat. And you can hear the side of the jumper scraping the side of the Stargate like it is a ship hitting an iceberg. It's kind of like when I go to open the back door for the dog so they can go play outside. Uh Uh-huh. But the door gets stuck because the dog's bringing sand and it gets in the tracks of the sliding door. That's exactly what it's like. But they also... Don't wait for me to open the door fully so then a stormy boy gets stuck. Yeah, that's exactly how it happens. (laughs) So that's what happened. The dogs got stuck trying to go outside. So everyone is thrown around in the jumper. Yeah. This is the slowest the gate, the the jumper will ever go through the Stargate. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, the, the jumper is stuck. Yeah, that's not fun times. And the image of the Stargate, like, the the jumper half in the Stargate is I think a little amusing. I'm really glad they're smarter than I am, because my first thought would be to walk into the other side and be like, what happened? Yeah. Oh, no, now I don't exist anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and credits. Yeah. <laughs> On the Atlantis side, Weir's like, so where be jumper? Yeah. Why not here? Why is this taking so long? Inside said stuck jumper, um, that's half in the gate, half out of the gate, and you can see the event horizon, McKay and Taylor wake up. McKay's going, this is shit. Yeah. This is bad. And the drive, he he knows instantly that it must have been the drive pod never retracted. I have to say, I, I don't appreciate how quickly he just knows what it is. Look, what we've learned about McKay is he's going to take a couple seconds to freak out and then tell us what it is. Which, it's sort of what he did. He did sort of logic out of, like, we must have gotten stuck. The only way we could get stuck. And he probably knows they took fire earlier. The thing that come to later where it must have been damaged in the fight. Because, like, there's no doubt in my mind that he can find the answer quickly. But it's so instant that I'm like, okay, a little bit, a little bit. The writing is a little bit lazy as far as character goes. Maybe, yeah. Uh, Just a tiny bit because he would have been like, what the fuck happened? What's going on? Yeah. Snark, snark, snark. Snark, 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 snark. Oh, I know what might have happened. He has plenty of snark later on That's here, fair. though. That's plenty. Fair. He listen. McKay doesn't lack freaking yeah. out in this episode. <laughs> it's true. Very true. So they see Ford arms sticking out from the event horizon and like uh-huh. pull him back into yeah. being. <laughs> yeah. That's strange. Yeah. As Ford takes a moment to contemplate the situation. Uh, yeah, I, I wasn't, and now I am. And as, very Buddhist. <laughs> as McKay puts it, square peg, round hole. <laughs> yeah. I will come back to that later. <laughs> So they can't pull Markham and Stackhouse since, like, they there's they have nothing to grab him with. Like, once their hand be no more, once yeah. they go to grab. Yeah. They, no, no, they, no. Not happening. Huh? What? No, don't understand. John is also unconscious now. Yeah. Weir's like, um... Can, so what's up? Somebody tell me what the hell's going on here. Yeah. Jumper one is lodged in the Stargate. Cool, cool, cool. So McKay... This is where he's like, the engine pod, it's the only viable possibility. Mm-hmm. We can access flight controls. Uh, it's a very intriguing conundrum that I would love to discuss with you. But with the Stargate, when the Stargate shuts down, 
Yeah. We're, the ship's going to be cut in half and we're going to die. See, this part, I believe, because he feels like an anxious enough person to where he is always aware yeah. that the Stargate is going to shut down. And he's also someone, because he has the, the arrogance and... Uh-huh. Annoyingly enough, the intellect to back up the arrogance a lot of the time, he's like, no, I know what the problem is and I know what the horrible solution is. And yeah. so I've already connected A to B. So I already kind of know we're going to die. So yeah. I don't really have time to talk I with you to like try to he, fix this. The majority of the time he lives in that 38 minute window. Like oh, no. whenever they're somewhere and they open the gate, he's like 38 minutes. All 38 the time. Minutes. Yeah. That's what he lives in every time the yeah. gate is open. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so that part to me seems very natural. It seems very natural. Also, there is a... a part of my brain that would most likely be doing the same thing. Oh, that's why I believe it, because I know how my brain works, too. And there is a lot of times I live in that same anxiety place. Where you're like, I know if A and doesn't happen, then B won't happen, then C won't happen, so yeah. I've got to always make sure that A is happening. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So... Whereas, like, shut up so we can help you. Uh-huh. Uh, Ford, you're talking calmly enough. You tell me what happens. And McKay sort of eye rolls because he's yeah. like, we don't have time to talk. Yeah. No time for talking. So flashback. They went to the planet, like, with the jumper mm-hmm. from the pilot. Um, they wanted to track track some the Wraith activity, what they're doing, what they're up to, sure. do some intel. Uh, and they... They can't detect anything from the from orbit, so they land and go hike to where the ship was, where the mountain was, I should say. Uh-huh. And there's no mountain. There is just crater hole. Yeah. It's exactly the way I used to think dinosaurs worked. Yeah. Um, because I used to think that a dinosaur was so big and giant that it would die and then just earth would grow around it yeah. i feel like i've said this before on the cast so i don't I remember i don't think so but it's the same idea so imagine the dinosaur wakes up and starts moving yeah mountain no longer exists exactly also i'd like to take a minute and say thank goodness that ford is a is a succinct storyteller yes because some of us are not in this world some of us have an entire podcast where they go off on tangents while telling trying to tell a story right imagine <laughs> it's like hey man we literally don't have the time for this. Um, even, I don't care anymore. We can't even tell a 38-minute story in 38 no, minutes. we really can't. We'll watch how long this podcast goes. <laughs> we're just past the credits, and we're 20 minutes I think almost. our record for shortest has been like 56 minutes, maybe, if we're lucky. Gosh, okay. Let's keep so, going. Anyway, they weren't being held prisoner in a mountainside. No. It was a ship. Mm. The ship had been there for so long. All of the trees grew into a mountainside, yeah. and now the ship's gone in giant crater. Dun, dun, dun. And then there's movement in the woods. There are wraith here in the woods. They yeah. start chasing them, start firing. Team starts running. Mass chaos. Yeah. You know, cats and dogs living together. <laughs> so, Total destruction. McKay brings us back to the present, and we're like, we don't have time for this dude. Yeah. Uh, we have less than 38 minutes, and while I'm sure Weir would already know about the 38-minute window, we have enough people who are watching Atlantis who may have not been watching SG-1, so Weir thankfully asked the question for yeah. those people. And it's fair, like, to, to Ford, it wouldn't be as pre- as pre- like prevalent yeah. in the front of his mind either. Yeah. yeah. Why 38 minutes? Um and we obviously know 38 minutes is as long as the wormhole can stay open yep. without being attached to, like, a black hole or some other weird shit. Ta-da. 
And now they're down to, down to 35 minutes. So are we all caught up? Awesome. McKay oh. needs help. So yeah. get Weir's going to get Kavanaugh, Groden, Simpson in a room, see what they can do. Mm-hmm. And McKay's like, and that check, the check dude, I can never remember his name, Dr. Zelenka. Ta-da! Uh, and McKay's going to start working on this end. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Carson comes into the control room, wondering where his patient yeah. is. What happened? Somebody, like, code blued me, or whatever code it is. <laughs> code teal is what I'm going to call code it. Code bug. Yeah. <laughs> um, and there's no no one here. What do? What do? So what the, cleric do? <laughs> what cleric do? Yeah. Uh, so, we do have really good clerics in uh-huh. Stargate. Yep. So, the bug's, Damn. like, breathing, sucking something, like, um, uh, uh, what's the like accordion? Yeah. He's accordioning. Yeah. He's yeah, he's filling up like a tick. It yeah. really is the best example. Yeah, I yeah. think tick is much more appropriate than than the slug that they use later. Yeah, or the leech. Yeah, leech is what they use. Yep. So John wakes up and asks if Taylor is okay. Yeah. Uh, and why she's can- like, other than this bad haircut, which by the way, <laughs> it's like it bothered me a little in the first episode, but it somehow seems to bother me a little bit more. Like I, I just don't care for it. It it's does not a great look. <laughs> it's not just it's just not the most flattering. No, no. Anytime hair is the same color as skin, it's a little weird. Yeah. And then the bangs, I feel like she's got this great face. The bangs and I are see. very harsh. Yeah. They feel like um older kindergarten teacher, if that makes sense. They look like Zoe Deschanel, is that what you're saying? No, no, no. Like older, <laughs> like you know, like the fifty year old like that's not old. I mean, the the teacher that's about to retire. Okay. And she gets bangs. Okay. And so it's like, like the teacher in Billy Madison. <sighs> I like Billy Madison. I love Billy Madison. The teacher is purposely weird. Gotcha. Yeah. So, John's like, why are we not Atlantis yet? Yeah. What happened? He sees the event horizon and he knows that's not right. Uh, <laughs> he's like, Ford? Explain what happened there, yeah. Uh, and somehow you mean my day got worse. <laughs> I want to go back to bed, yeah. Uh, what and what they don't know, like, they don't know if the drive had a mechanical failure, like, what happened to it, why it failed. Ford knows that it was probably damaged when they took off because we flash back to the jumper taking off and it's just they're under fire and the yeah. ship just gets hit a bunch of times. Mm-hmm. Back in the present, the only way John knows to retract the pod is in the cockpit on the left, which doesn't yeah. help them. No, because there is no cockpit. There's no cockpit. There is no cake. Yeah. The cake is a lie. The cockpit, the cockpit is, is a lie. lie. <laughs> that might be the best AKA so far. The cockpit the is cockpit a lie. The cockpit is a lie. <laughs> so we're heads to the briefing room with a bunch of smarty pants. Uh, Zelenka went straight down to Jumper 2 to work in simulations, and we get our first hint that Kavanaugh is going to be a problem. Kavanaugh is a dick face. He is to a the point giant where I don't face. even bother with his name. He's, I just call him Ponytail. He's Ponytail. Yeah. Like, that's all I'm going to call him. Because <laughs> he even has the nerve to braid the Ponytail. He's, he's just like, kind of gross. Like, he's the kind of guy where... I just want to cut it off just to, <laughs> because you'll know he'll scream <laughs> like the high pitch. Like, up what him. are you doing? Like, it will be all it takes for him to just crush. Just sneak behind him and just go snip. Yeah. Now what, motherfucker? <laughs> I don't even care if I get in trouble. 
Uh, I guess that would be like assault and battery. It would not be like legally sound thing. No, but, but I still want. It's one of those where you're like, oh, you shouldn't do that, and oh. secretly you're like, thank you for doing yeah, that. Yeah, nobody touch. No, stop. Uh, don't. <laughs> That's a bad idea you that, that I shouldn't do, but you should <laughs> totally do it. doing it. I will keep the coast clear. Go. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Carson's just a medical doctor here, but why can't they just step through the event horizon, and then when the gate shuts off, like, the front half of the Stargate will come through and they'll right. be fine. Um, Kavanaugh's like, you're dumb. Yeah. Whereas Grodin actually tries to help going, you know, it, it explains why. like the Stargate likes complete units and unless the whole ship crosses the event horizon, no part of it will materialize because the outgoing Stargate won't even send the matter stream to the second Stargate until the demolecuration process is complete. And if it shuts down with only the front section, that section will cease to exist and the other section will just be left in space. And and we're just turning to Garson going, it no work that way. And not do the thing like that. <laughs> but I will say to Car- like to Carson's defense I would feel the same way. I would ask the same fucking question. Oh, 100%. Question. Especially 100%. With, because all the machinery we've encountered is so sophisticated. He's just trying to help out. Yeah, that it would, you would think that it would be smart enough to say, hey, there's there's two life forms yeah. on this side of the machine. Yeah. And there's some on this side of the machine. Let's get these ones through. Yeah. But no. It doesn't work that way. Dumb. And the back half is going to be cut open at the event horizon, exposed to hard vacuum in 29 minutes. So that's cool. Yeah. Um, And right now, if they at least close the bulkhead door, like, it's going to leak atmosphere. It's going to be shitty, but at least it might buy them a couple minutes as a lifeboat for them to get a second jumper out there. I'm going to start calling the dog farts um, atmosphere leak. (laughs) I just, oh no, Drake is leaking atmosphere. Uh, And then... And I'm going to take us on a tangent. Uh, yesterday, Drake uh, got a very big vet appointment mm-hmm. uh, because I, I think I've shared that he's a rescue. Yeah. So his medical history is sketchy. Questionable. It's, it's questionable. So we're trying to get him all caught up and, and in a good place. So he got a lot of shots, my poor little guy, and a lot of things happening. He's a brave boy. And stuff happening and, and you know, samples from <laughs> body parts. Um so we're driving home. He's napping in the back, and I'm like, "Oh, something smells. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna roll up the window." Oh no, it's coming from inside the house. Uh, basically, his little atmosphere leaks were potent, um, and I thought I would die. We're really, we're really bad. They were so bad, guys. And I have a pretty high threshold. I have a pretty high threshold because I live with two boys already. <laughs> And I'm like, I'm also, for, for one of them, for the non-human one, yeah. I'm the poop cleaner upper yeah. of the 60-pound boy. <laughs> and I was like, this is bad. This is bad. And you only weigh 30 pounds. Just wait till he gets older. I know. I know. And he looked at me like, I'm sorry, mommy. I don't know. I don't know what else I was supposed to do. Is he still on puppy food or is he on big no, boy food? No, he's on big boy food. Oh, so it's not going to even be a, there's not going to be a change in the food to help you. Nope. Nope. <laughs> No. Let's hope that that one was bad because they, like, went in there to grab for things. That's what I think. They, like, went in there and they jostled some well, stuff it's loose. Like, I don't know if you're aware of this, but I'll share because I have very high yeah. Medical farts yeah. are the worst farts. They're bad. Yeah. They're bad. Because your body's like, get chemicals out. <laughs> They're bad. And the chemicals are like, we're chemicals and we're weird. <laughs> Where the fuck were we? <laughs> So the back half is going to be 
start leaking atmosphere <laughs> in 29 Thank minutes. Uh, okay, so McKay, meanwhile, comes to the same conclusion that they should shut the bulkhead door. <laughs> and he shuts it and he hands out flashlights right before Groden calls going, hey, so you should shut the bulkhead door. I do love his reaction here because I think I can totally relate yeah. to like, oh, really? <laughs> really? We should do that? <laughs> Thank you. So helpful. Super, super the best to tell me the thing I already did. Also, fun note, McKay is claustrophobic. <laughs> yeah. Um, And the door is basically going to hold about as well as a screen door would hold of the submarine, but he does <laughs> prefer epoxia over explosive decompression. Just a personal thing. Yeah, well, there you go. Um, and this is where McKay starts starts to panic a bit. <laughs> where he he levels up his panic, he if you will. He panic. shifts it into the next gear. <laughs> About how thin the air is going to get. Yeah. And, and et cetera. And he goes on. And Shepard's You know like, what I think did it? It's the knowledge of, like, I could, this could be how I go. Yeah. yeah. And, and Shepard's like, look, if I'm not panicking, you don't get to panic. Yeah. Because I'm the one who's actually screwed here. Yeah. No, even if we get through the gate, I could still be screwed. <laughs> I will say that um, not that anyone else on the team is ignorant. Yeah. But there is a little bit of a sense of ignorance is a bliss. Yes. That poor McKay does not get entitled to. Like, he knows too much. Yeah. No. He just knows far too much Taylor's to ever like, be calm. Taylor's like, yeah, the air is probably... This is shitty. The air yeah. is going to leave. That'll be a thing. Yeah, but the actual math behind... How probable this is doesn't exist in her brain the way it does in his. I would say it's not just the math. I would say McKay is the person who's actually gone online and like looked at exactly how this what happens, happens yeah. during explosive decompression right. and exactly what happens to you and exactly how long it takes. It's, and like it's the idea like doctors are the worst patients because yeah. they know exactly yeah. how it's gonna go down. And I'm saying I've looked at videos at what happens when explosive decompression. I don't I've do been that. curious. So was the inside of your body just fall apart the things rupture well let's just say that you don't want to take a deep breath before right. you explosively decompress because all of the things yeah just... just try to exhale as much as you can yeah um and then uh all the liquid in your body will just kind of freeze yeah cool 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 um it's basically yeah. like when you put a soda can in the freezer. Yeah. Okay, got basically, it basically got it it's not necessarily <laughs> the lack of oxygen that, that kills yeah. you it's the other stuff filling in yeah. parts. Uh-huh. Cool, cool, cool. And the cold. Yeah. Because that's fun bad. Times, yeah. it's, I'm kind of with McKay here. Yeah. I'd rather asphyxiate uh-huh. than explosive decompression. That's when you just do your best to go to sleep. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Go nap time exactly. now. Bye. See you on the other side. Uh, <laughs> that would be my move. Yeah. <laughs> I might be my actual last word. Yeah. Go nap time now. <laughs> See you on the other side. <laughs> so, like, John's like, look, we have plenty of time to problem solve this, but you have to stop using your mouth, start using your brain, then take oxygen. <laughs> So at least McKay acknowledges the fact that, like, reacting to certain doom in a certain way is a bad habit of his. Mm -hmm. I give him props for acknowledging it. Yeah. Um, And he does set about to try to retract the dry pod manually. Meanwhile, John does seem stronger since, like, the pain isn't as bad. Yeah. Which is not a good thing, John points out. Because uh, that just means he's lost feelings, legs, and he's losing feelings in his arms and legs, and he can barely move. And 
if they don't get this off of him soon, yeah. he's not going to last to the point he's of He's like, I don't feel pain anymore, and that's a bad thing, because my body's given up feeling pain. Yeah. Yeah. Also, fun side note, I love shows where actors are doing their own lighting. Oh, is that happening here? I, it's got to be, like, with the flashlights and the lighting Because how other. tight they are. Yeah. yeah, that's fair. I love stuff like that. Yeah. So... Um, oh, I guess, yeah. Sorry, it just took me a minute yeah. to realize what you were saying. Well, yeah, they would have to. Yeah, yeah, I love stuff like that. And I feel like Stargate's really good at that. There's one behind the scenes that we saw with the kiss, with the scientist and the kiss. Yeah, yeah. And we had to watch Sam do that, I yeah. think. Yeah. And there's also, like, there's one part of um, when it's with, with, it's with Sarah and Osiris. And, yeah, like going down the 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 basement with all the stuff, and Daniel is like reflecting it off yeah. of. Um, That's awesome! It's like everybody's involved. Let's yeah. get this done. So Zelenka and someone else that we don't know are working in Jumper Two, mm-hmm. and I love when Weir comes up. He's like, "Sorry, I didn't come to your briefing, and I'll I'm trying to experiment here yeah. so that McKay doesn't like hit the wrong circuit and kill them what faster." You need from me, and this is the best way for me to get that to you. Also, I love the showcasing of the internationalness. Yes, yeah. Of the mission. Yes. And the and the fact that not everyone speaks perfect English. Yeah, it's a it's a very colorful cast. And like like they put they make it evident that English is not everyone here's first language. Mm-hmm. It might be the language of the mission, but like not everyone here speaks English. Right. And they don't pretend it's like it. that's the common. Yeah, the it's common. common. Yeah. <laughs> um. And when we're asks how she can help. You see a major difference here in McKay and Zelenka and how Zelenka says, you can help me by not talking and going away and leave me alone. Yeah. As opposed to like, can you shut your mouth? I'm working. Yeah. Or, yeah. Yeah. Zelenka says it in a way that you're like, we're like, yeah, no, I get that. I'm going to It's leave. a little bit rude, but it's appropriate. But it's rude in... in like the, not at her, but yes. just in like, I got a lot on my plate. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's less rude and it's more of just like, I'm getting shit done. Yeah. And I'll get back to you later. Yeah. I'm talking is just kind of waste time. Yeah. This is not helpful. Yeah. Yeah. The, no, absolutely fair. So um, I do miss crystals because yes. I feel like well, our new um, technology of choice is plastics. They are. St- they're plastics. They're yeah. crystal-like. Well, technically they are crystals, I imagine, yeah. but they, they don't look like my old school crystals. I know. But I'm okay with it. This is very appropriate to the Atlanta setup. They're like setup. Art Deco crystals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I like me some old school crystals. So back in the jumper, John just wants Ford to cut this damn thing off of him. Mm-hmm. Ag- again, apparently the last time they tried to do this, it almost killed John. Yeah. And we flash back to the planet and Ford <sighs> Ford tried shooting it off of him Yikes. in what might be the dumbest use of guns I've ever seen on yeah. the show. Yeah. Like, yeah. is it just me, or does that seem like the most dangerous Let use of guns we've ever done? towards your carotid eye. That's like, <laughs> what's, the, what's the line? Play stupid games, win stupid prizes. Yes. <laughs> Besides the fact that, they, like, all of them are going to be deaf now. Yeah. Like, you're shooting that thing right next to his ear. Not cool. You are blowing his eardrums. No, yeah, not, there's no... 
No. <laughs> like, no, you might as well shove a grenade in its butt. Like, like what are you doing? Doesn't, like, I don't know anything about guns, but doesn't, like, casing shoot out, like, towards his face at that point I or something? I just imagine that there's something happening. The heat of it alone, I think, would be a problem. It's I bad don't know. times. Yeah. So, I don't know guns we're going either. to ignore that Ford ever did that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and Taylor notes that it does seem to heal itself and feed off of John Oof. like a wraith. And Sean's like, you had you ha- you had to say that, didn't you? Yeah. You had yeah. to make a connection between this thing God and a rape. damn it, yeah. So, the thing is straight out of the stories that Taylor used to tell all the children to not stray too far away from the camp. Like, this is literally out of scary stories to Stella in the dark. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's La Llorona, guys. <laughs> so, John wants Carson on the radio real. to get this thing off of him. Carson gets out to the radio. He's He can't make a house call, so you can do something yeah. over distance, and he's heard John has something of a Klingon, and you can tell the moment the yeah, word Klingon he's comes like, I'm, out of his mouth. I'm I'm going to go now. He is yeah. ashamed. Yeah. It's the best. You know what? It's almost like the actor didn't even want to deliver yeah, the line. That's the amount of shame <laughs> that you see on his face. He's like, oh, God, this is awful. And you see John just pause after he hears that, going, really? I want to laugh, but I'm not going to. Like, I'm waiting for them to just look at the camera and break the fourth wall for a second or him to go cling on right into the camera. So John just Something says, of a cling on, if you will. So John just says it's the ugliest damn take you've ever seen. Hmm. And it grabs him as they were running towards the jumper. He was covering everyone sick so they could get away. Right. And he gets into a firefight with the Wraith. He has to radio to Ford that all the Wraith that Ford thinks he's fighting are right. not there. Yeah. And he runs into a giant Sheila web. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The worst nightmare of anyone who doesn't like spiders. Uh-huh. And uh, I actually saw... I I don't know why. I have no problem with spiders. Spiders, totally cool with spiders. I have, at times, problems with spiders. Yeah, so to the point where we had a spider living in our backyard, and I think I shared the story here. Yeah. But I liked it. So I was like, I'm just going to leave it be. And then it rained. And then I was like, well, bye, spider. But I witnessed a friend of mine walk into a spider web and it was the oh. most ama- entertaining oh. the most entertaining two minutes of my life <laughs> and I I like to think I'm not a terrible person <laughs> but it was nothing but joy and that was someone else's misfortune and, yeah, and, yeah. It, it was like cause the amount of like panic and swatting <laughs> and dancing and I was like Bro, it's just a spider web. Oh no! If I walked into a spider web, I would basically try to burn myself. Like, <laughs> yeah. So I've actually walked into a couple while walking a stormy, you know. and it was just like, oh, get it out of my face. Yeah, no. Listen, if spiders in my house, no, <laughs> you will die. Yeah. Spiders outside, no. You do good things. You live outside. Yeah. Unless you're like one that I know is probably going to damage something, like yeah. Black Widow or something. I'm gonna hit sure. you with some raid real hard. <laughs> if I walk into a spider's web, no, I cannot just, wait. No, I just the thought of it like makes me want to claw my skin I'm, off. I'm a terrible human being. This is bringing me joy. And I, you know what my brain just did? My brain just went, well, Nixie is six feet tall, so there's a chance that she will hit a spider web before I do, and it'll be really fun to watch, because I'm a terrible human being. It's It would be the most amusing thing in the entire world, yeah. because I, just like the thought of it, makes me slowly want to scratch the skin off my shoulders. Yeah, I'm I'm fine, with, but don't ask me to move a lizard out of the house. Oh, see, I can't do it. 
that I'd have no problem I can't with. Do it. I just can't. And I just, you know what it is? I worry about hurting the little buddy. Now I'll tell you this: if that lizard is dead, like oh. if unfortunately it died in the house, yeah, I don't want to be in the same house with it. See, I would. I think I'd have a better chance with that. I can't do dead goldfish. My, yeah, I was gonna say my. I have a thing with any dead creature. I oh. in my head, and it's not because of oh the creature's dead. Yeah. No, 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 no. It's because of my head. There it's gonna is come back. the unrational part of my brain that assumes it's gonna come back as a zombie. Yeah. Like I'm gonna. not exaggerating. It's gonna. In in college, when my fish died. Uh, I had to have my friend come over, and I couldn't be in the room as she fished the fish out yeah. and put it in the toilet. So my uh, best friend for, like, 15 years now, yeah. um, her and I lived together, and she had goldfish. Um, and I say she, because really they were her fish, and yeah. I just yeah, yeah, yeah. liked them. But one of them died, and she worked late. She worked, like, the swing shift that I work now, and I didn't. And I was home yeah. at 6, and the fish was dead. Oh, that would have been less there. So I well, to the point where I couldn't be in the living no, room. No, no, no. I would know. I was like, nope, I'm going straight to my bedroom, yeah. hanging out here. And it and would I stay there until my friend got home. I said, Steve Perry died. I'm really sorry. <laughs> it's still in the tank. He's still in the tank. But yeah, our our fish were Steve Barry, Freddie Mercury, and I remember I don't remember the last one, but weirdly enough, Freddie was the first one to go. All all the fish in my surprisingly all the fish in my tank. Mm-hmm. And I didn't have goldfish. Like I had what is that little tiny it's not an actual shark, but the little blue tip shark yeah. and like the little weird color ones. Yeah, stuff. we had like tropical yeah. ones. Uh, mine were all shocker named after Stargate characters. And then the big blue tipped or red tipped little sharky guy was named MacGyver. Nice. Um, and then all the preceding ones that replaced him were all named MacGyver. Um <laughs> No, so speaking <sighs> So the last place we lived down here in Florida, yes, um, we had like a hole in our screen, a tiny hole, but big <laughs> enough for one time there was a bird that got into the oh. screen. And so the bird, of course, Kaylee then ran out and was like barking at the bird. Get bird. And then the bird was tr- like panicking, so it couldn't get out and then like rammed itself into the door wall. Oh, so it landed in the corner and it just heard a thunk. There have then- been times where I wished I owned a butterfly net. So then I go out to be like, Bird, are you okay? And I'm sitting here and it's behind the chair. That bird is not moving. Its foot is twitching and it's not moving. And I was like, what do I do? So now I'm like, there's a dead bird. Do you ever have the moment where you're like, Kaylee, go 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 get it out of oh, here. Oh no, no, because I don't know what Kaylee Kaylee knowing Kaylee is going to take that bird and try to <laughs> shoot it. Yeah. <laughs> Kaylee's and gonna stuff it under her pillow. Kaylee's yeah. gonna nom that bird and she's gonna drag it into the house. Yeah. So I put the, the, the door on the dog door and I'm like, I now can't go outside. And I'm sitting in the living room and I can see outside where the chair is, yeah. but this dead bird is behind, and I'm like He's like, help me. <sighs> Help and I'm me. just like mass panicking yeah. because there's no one to come get this bird. And so I'm just in a house and there's a dead bird oh, outside no. and I can see the chair that's sitting behind. And then half an hour later or an hour later or something. Did he zombie? The bird was not dead. No, poor little guy. And of course, in my head, I assume the bird is now a zombie. And it just starts, it like walks and then it oh. starts flying a bit. Oh, and it's like walking guy. around. So I'm like, I go outside, but I sneak against the wall because I don't want to get too close to zombie yeah. bird. 
and I open the screen door at the back and then I like sneak back inside because zombie birds flying around and it flew away seemingly fine, but I'm pretty sure it's now a zombie. Poor little guy. See, to, there's like a threshold I have. If an animal's to a certain size, I love it and must yes. heal it. We actually, Stormy and I once found a baby squirrel uh-huh. um, and we had to I stay with it. Until animal control came. Listen, I would have helped the bird that was injured, but this was not an alive bird anymore. Yeah. This was a zombie bird. <laughs> and if I got close to it, you would this is how the outbreak happens. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's true. <laughs> zombie This is why I don't want to be anywhere near <laughs> Why are we here again? Um, <laughs> not sure. So... Oh, Kling, I don't know. Somehow Klingons? I don't Klingons. know. Ugly ticks. Sheila Webb. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, Ford describes the thing to Carson. And in my head, I'm going, you can send signals through the gate and back. Yeah. You guys have tablets. Are you telling me there's no way for you to take a video? Video That's chat, true. photo, yeah. anything. You're telling that that tablet McKay has doesn't have, like, a camera on the back of it? You know, that's a solid point. To, like, send a picture of this thing through to Carson? But also, okay, let's say they did send a picture through. I mean, what does he have to cross-reference it to? He doesn't, but what I'm saying is Ford is trying to describe, describe the yeah. thing. Yeah. It's Just send a picture of it. Smaller than a bread box. Yeah. Yeah, he's playing that game. Uh, and John explains how badly it hurts, and now there's the whole loss of feeling. So yeah. it's that whole like incapacitates and then paralysis, bad news bears situation. Yeah. Not good times. So John, I love this. John's like, well, I have to get up to help McKay solve the problem. Huh. Not yeah. like get up and live or like not die, mm-hmm. but I need to go help out. I have to help others live. So Ford runs through everything they've tried to get it off. Um, and Carson's like, why the fuck did you shoot it with a gun? Yeah. And Taylor now thinks it's related somehow to the Wraith. It keeps healing itself using John's life. And they're like, I mean, the Wraith had to evolve from something. True. Interesting point we may come back to in future episodes. So there's going to be all types of wraithy lizards and, and aminals and things. Cool, Great. cool, cool, cool. Cool, cool, cool. So the creature does have the soft underbelly like a leech. And just so you know in life, uh, don't cut leeches off. Pour salt on them. Just like snails. So leeches are arthropods? I, leeches have no things. They're sluggy things, I thought. Well, isn't that what slugs are? Are arthropods? No, because I thought arthropods had a uh, outer skeleton. I don't know what I'm thinking then. I'm gonna look up arthropods. Okay, because I'm pretty sure those have. Legs. Oh yeah, I'm thinking the wrong kind. Yeah. Okay, cool. Let's keep cool, moving. Cool, cool, cool. So, um, meanwhile, in the briefing room, Simpson and Kavanaugh are at each other's throats, arguing about what's the next best step. And Kavanaugh isn't trying to think of the next step. He's not trying to solve the problem. He's wanting to close the iris, the shield, since. He's thinking there's going to be a catastrophic power feedback, and as Simpson said, it's a very, very small chance that maybe the drive could overload. And as Kavanaugh says, the jumper would then turn into a raining firebomb that comes through things through the gates. There's no time for your caller. You're not McKay. I don't want to no. hear this from you. Where can... There's nothing worse during a crisis situation than the person who's just like, no... That won't work. Yeah. No, that won't work. Yeah. There's nothing worse than that person. Yeah. Weir confirms that everyone else thinks that this is also, a very minimal risk. Also, I was thinking risk. of gastropods. 
Gastropods. Okay, yeah. that makes sense. <laughs> so uh, it, they decided to take the chance, and Kavanaugh just wanted to point out the risk. He's like, fine, you did. Now worry about saving them and yeah. not your own ass. 23 minutes. Mm-hmm. Are we back to the control room? This is a very interesting scene to me. So on the way back to the control room, Hauling and a number of other Athosians stop Weir. Mm-hmm. And he has a tray with some items, looks like a little teapot and stuff on it. And because time is very short and this is very important to them, among the Athosians, it's extremely rare to sort of know the time and place and to know that death is coming like this. Because, you know, you're hunted your entire life. So most yeah. people die on the hunt. Yep. Um, and there's a prayer, there's a ceremony, there's a rite that is very simple, but it is very important to help Taylor prepare for death, prepare for the their afterlife. Whereas, like, yeah, no. We don't have time for this. Right. We need to focus on saving them. And while I totally respect your views on death and your traditions, we don't prepare for death. We try to stave it off. And no, ain't got time for this shit. Well, no, yeah. And this is where, again, um, this was a recurring theme for me last week is... One, we're rewatching Game of Thrones. Yeah. Uh, we're at the end of season one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and our dancing instructor, who is the first heartbreaking death, I think, of the whole. Oh, my gosh, yes. Um, which, who knows? Maybe he's not dead. Anything's possible. Well, there are as many theories that he's not dead. Um, he teaches us that there's only one God. Yes. And it's death. Yeah. And what do we say to the God of death? Not today, not motherfucker. Not today. And then, yeah, I just felt like this has been a recurring idea. And it really feels like a very human... Uh, Earth, earthling approach yes. to death because uh, it made me think of Dylan Thomas do not go gentle and rage yeah. against the dying of the light yeah. it really is just this idea and and uh, Jesse and I got into this really cool conversation where like it's the final boss level it is so you go in there and you fight the fight yeah and eventually he wins but sometimes not today exactly sometimes you get another place sometimes you win what is it you, you win the battle but not the war yeah 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 um uh, but it, it it is such a like I just think it's a really cool human thing. We know it's coming. Yeah. We know eventually we it's gonna win, but we don't just give into it. And you know, and that may that when you think about the Athosians have their entire culture, generations, generations oh, upon generations. Yeah. Most of the people die at the hands of the wraith. Right. Most of these people don't, you know, it's literally any day could be their last day. Yeah. That's probably why they greet the morning in such this ritual that they do. But that also goes to speak as to why when you do know I am going to die, like when you actually know that the death is coming, that they have this ritual for it. And you can feel why this is so important. And there is something to that too. It's this idea of knowing when the time's up and saying like, I guess it's my time. Exactly. Uh, And there's something there too. Um, it's just, a, I, I don't know, death is such an interesting thing. We could go on for hours. We could, but I just like in this in this short time when you have these two very, very different concepts of death. Yeah. Kind of coming to a brunt. And it really is where, you know, Holling does see this as a disrespect to his people, sees this as a disrespect yeah, to Taylor. Because both, both perspectives are very valid. Both perspectives are valid. But in the end, Weir's like, I'm not going to tell everyone else on the ship that they need to expect to die. Right. Because... And if that violates Taylor's rights, then I'm sorry, but there's nothing I can do. This is my call, and we have to go save them. Right, because it's not about whether or not we'll die. It's about what we're doing 
in the process of it. Yeah. For, it's, it's a little bit like frontline soldiers. It's like, yeah. look, th- true. Yeah. A lot of us will die. Yeah. But there is a reason for this sacrifice. What, what can we do? So we push through then. as far as we can. Mm-hmm. You run the ball as far down the field as you can. Yeah. Yowza. And then Holling is left looking like a lost puppy face. Yeah. In the end. Um, so. What do we say to the god of death? Not, not today. today. <laughs> so Carson's people are preparing the Apollo 13 scene. Um, they have everything they <laughs> yes. have on board the ship. They, they got the duct tape. They <laughs> got, yeah. Ed uh, Harris is sitting there going, all right, let's get this show on the road. Failure is not an option. <laughs> um, and, and, you know, they do point out, they do find a defibrillator on. Oh, yes. On the jumper. And Carson's like, well, John would get the same shock. It would probably kill him. Yeah. Uh, it's Chekhov's defibrillator, yeah. if you will. It's in de- Don't. Forget about this defibrillator. So the scenes, obviously, uh, it's got to be an homage to Apollo 13. Oh, yeah. Uh, where they literally had to fit a square peg into a round hole. Yeah. Literally. And they didn't even have duct tape. They did have duct tape. Oh, they did have duct tape they on did. this table. They, well, they had them on, I'm sure. Oh, I mean here. Tape. Oh, yeah. I'm sure there's duct tape in the jumper. <laughs> you would think so. You know there's duct yeah, tape on that jumper. That's fair. Um, just wrap the bug in duct tape. <laughs> so, Suffocate it, yeah. When the oxygen tank exploded in Apollo uh, on the Apollo 13 mission, mm-hmm. suddenly they spent... They basically survived in the lunar module. Yeah. The lunar lander. That was not meant to keep three guys alive for days on end. Right. You know, it was meant to, for two guys for like a day and a half, maybe two. Mm-hmm. Not for to keep them alive for the rest of the mission, and so they started e- using up the CO two filters very fast, mm-hmm. and they had no extras really for those. Right, like they had one or two, but it wasn't going to last them the whole time. So they had extras in the command module, which obviously was meant to filter for carbon the rest dioxide of the time, yeah. for a longer time. But those are these large cubes. And the ones on the lunar module are these small cylinders. And basically, they bought, they bought the wrong filter. They br- it does not fit in yeah. the air conditioner. How do I make it fit? So in the infamous scene from the movie, uh-huh. um, they dump onto the table everything they have yeah. up in space, and they need to make this yeah. fit into the hole make for this, this work. using only that. Yeah. Uh, and they end up with a contraption like, of I think if bags. people's lives weren't on the line, that would be really fun to do. It would be so much fun. Yeah. I would have a field day with that. Like, I would do that escape room. You can even give me a time limit. Yeah. That's what I mean. Yeah. I would do that escape room if, all day. Yeah. All day. Yeah. All day. So they come up with this contraption using plastic bags and cardboard from the logbooks and a suit hose and a sock as a filter and naturally all held together with duct tape. (laughs) Um, And it's just kind of this... it's just that's where this this mission is where failure is not an option. Yeah. You know, Gene Kranz famously said this. They were not going to lose these guys. Yeah. They had no option. Like, that's not even something Again, that we're mentioning. Again, he looked at the god of death and said, not today. Not today. Yeah. Uh, and while this is a slightly different situation than Apollo 13, you, you feel that same feel among the Atlantis yeah. crew. Like, well, it's the same idea. It's like, if we don't figure this out, we're going to lose the yeah. crew. And except for Kavanaugh, no one else is <laughs> taking yeah, that as an option. Yeah, shit-faced ponytail, yeah. <sighs> Speaking of shit-faced ponytail, he confronts Ooh. Weir outside her office. Oh, God. This scene makes me want to 
punch him in the face. I don't want to punch him in the face. Hmm. Wanting to know what the hell that was. Yeah. That he left the SGC because he was done with the military running things, and we're just busting him like a private. Whereas, like, the Air Force doesn't have privates. Yeah, I love that, too. It's like, mm. don't be an idiot. To be fair, neither does Kavanaugh. Yeah. Uh, and <laughs> he's like, you just cut them off in front of my team. And I was like, you didn't have any to begin with. Yeah, if you are this easily threatened, yeah. if your power is this easily threatened, you already did not have any power in that no. room. So he's like, seriously, this is what we're talking about right now? Yeah. Like, this is what you're doing? This is what you're wasting breath on right now? Um She's like, I haven't even worked up to humiliation yet. Yeah. He's just this great example of a very unhappy human and who has zero perspective of their place in, in, in wherever yeah. they are, in their work or their yeah. life. And it's like, nobody is doing things to you. No. This is happening because you are choosing it. This is your viewpoint. Yeah. You're choosing this. Yeah. Yeah. Far too often people assume... That others have power over their own lives in yeah. ways that you can only allow them to. Exactly. So you can choose to treat, see this as like her taking your manhood in front of your teammates. <laughs> or you can just do your job. Or you can just go, hey, maybe I shouldn't be a giant douche. Or, or yeah, or maybe like, you know what, it's... Let's try, let's try a different approach, because I'm not being heard. What am I doing that makes me not be hey, heard? Hey, let's just focusing on the saving the people instead. Right. Right. Uh, and I also love that this is not a private conversation. <laughs> yeah. And you are in a place where there is basically no separation between work life and private life. You this just live in gossip that. is spreading fast. Yeah. You done fucked up. And she's like, if you waste one more minute mm-hmm. that could be used to help those people because of your ego, <sighs> I promise yeah. to dial the coordinates of a very lonely planet yep. where you can be as self-important as you want to be. Yeah. And I'm not kidding. No. This is not the place. Like, you, I feel like there's a history with this guy. The fact that he was picked to be here yeah. means that he probably thought he was the most important person uh-huh. in the world. Uh-huh. And wherever he was, he might have been very yeah. important. Yeah. But guess what? You're surrounded by people who are just as important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If not more. He's like, we'll talk about this later. And she's like, no, we won't. Because <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> and I'm in charge. Never again. Mm-hmm. So Zelenka think he has something. And yeah. he's identified the control system on the port side that retracts the drive pod. And Grodin's going to send the schematics through to McKay. So McKay thinks that his, their chances of survival are up from one in a million to one in a thousand. Yeah. We're doing good. And <laughs> we'll take it. He, this is where I've decided I'm naming Zelenka the MVP of the episode. Oh, for sure. Because the guy gets the job done. He does. He takes his team to the finish line. And we win. And Spoilers. he's one of those people who, when he makes a touchdown, he doesn't, like, do the touchdown dance. He's he like, just there's more to do. <laughs> he's like, look, I've made my touchdown. Here yeah. is the ball back to the ref. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, or the guy afterwards, he's Barry like, Sanders. I can only be here because we have a really good team. Yeah. He's, he's that He's guy. very Barry Sanders. <laughs> I don't know. Guys, I'm a Lions fan. I don't know what that means at all. Uh, he's, don't, don't get me started on Barry Sanders. <laughs> I liked him a lot. Um, so... He does also, McKay warns Weir, he goes, look, if I give you a call to close the iris, you're only going to have a couple seconds Mm. because it means I've triggered this catastrophe, catastrophic, catastrophic, it's catastrophic, (laughs) overload. Uh, So just close it if I say close it. Mm -hmm. And then the other side of the jumper, Ford starts with iodine. Nothing. Nope. 
Um, McCain's like, do you have food in there? Because <laughs> I'm on the brink of a hypoglycemic reaction. Look, and he's like, got a really? solid point. He does have a completely solid point. That yeah. power bar is not going to get that tick off his head. It's neck. not going to get this tick off, of, off, of, um, off of Shepard, but it is going to provide the energy that McKay's brain needs yes. to solve this problem. Listen, we have seen Nixie when she gets low blood sugar. Oh, yeah. The temper goes tiny. Any of us, yeah. It's to the point where... Um, Jesse's got this really good method of being like, have you eaten yet? <laughs> and I go, do you need a no. Snickers bar? Or goes, you're not yourself. <laughs> he's like, maybe you should eat first and then we'll talk after. <laughs> and I'm like, fuck you, but you're right. <laughs> um, and then they try alcohol. Sadly, mm-hmm. not the drinking kind. Also, I'd nope. hope that the energy bars are like a new Daniel brand that he made up. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Because <laughs> sure. I feel like he loves them so much and he's been doing this for like, what, eight years now? Yeah. He should have, at this point, he's working with like Cliff Bars to uh-huh. make his own Daniel version. Oh, for sure. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> Lots of protein. Oh, like yeah. they're MREs, tire meal. Yeah. To the point. Um, and Taylor's like, didn't you say to pour salt on it? And McKay's like, that was a metaphor. I mean, try everything. Don't talk. Yeah, I mean, no, I'm, just, I'm, I'm busy. Stop. I'm busy. I do love that even in his snark, he's like, actually, no, dude, give it a shot. <laughs> give it a shot. And that does nothing. So water? And when you pour water on top of the salt, that bug puffs up and digs even deeper to John, who starts screaming. Yeah, no good. Which is super disconcerting to hear. Uh-huh. There is there's something uh, there is some difference that happens in everything. There's a difference between hearing, for example, McKay yell if something happened through the radio to hearing like Jod yell through the radio. Yeah. It's something, yeah. Because you know the threshold to get to that point. Well, and just the fact that we're hearing it through the radio just somehow breaks your heart even further. Yeah. Like, there's nothing you can do. There's you're nothing. not in the room. You're just far away. You're just you are not in the room where it happened. Dying. The room where it happened. The room where <laughs> it happened. So, John shoves Ford away very hard, which startles McKay, who hits something, and there is a slight scraping sound. Yuck. Hitting whatever he hit. With like hitting the combination of salt and water, it didn't loosen the bug's grip on John. It dug in deeper. Yeah, and John is clearly in pain. Is I think an understatement. Yeah, yeah. Imagine something's just clawing its way through your neck. Yeah, yeah. That's gonna not feel good. So McKay notices that they did move. The engine fired for a nanosecond, which accidentally crossed when he accidentally crossed the circuit when he was startled and everything. But also, Plan A is now done for because the jumper slid just a touch further in and so now even when the gate shut off there is gonna be a hole yeah it's uh we're fucked yeah we're super fucked super fucked what do now also that just means that that door is on an angle because the the gate's clean on an angle oh right okay yeah yeah sure. i'll so take the it. gate itself has to be on it the, the yeah. down at the bottom of the door has yeah. to be further towards the cockpit than the top of the door. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, I get it. Um, their lifeboat has a hole in it. <laughs> Fifteen minutes. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, they update Weir in Atlanta. Someone happens. Um, you know, Ford is forceful that mm-hmm. McKay can hopefully retract the drive in time. Mm-hmm. He's still working. John is here, but it's to the point where he's like, "I want to say something while I still can." Where it's like, "I don't want to hear it." Um, he's like, 
uh, you, I know I'm not going to survive because if I did, the wraith wouldn't have let him go. Yeah, and then he finally tells us a story that he should have told us a long time ago. We flash back to when the bug bit him. The yeah. wraith came up, sees the bug, and leaves John for dead. Yeah, yeah. He's uh, like, little bug got it. Yeah, so John's like, or Weir's like, okay, I'll let you say what you want to say. And he's mm-hmm. about to say something when Ford's like... Actually, let's just put John through the event horizon. Mm -hmm. John's like, I was about to say something. It's very important that I say this thing. It's like suspended animation. Mm. But Carson doesn't think they can risk that because, I mean, look what the bug did when it hit water hit it. What's it going to do when the event horizon hits it? Um, And uh, so they're going to have to get the bug off of him first. John's like, hit me with a defibrillator. Yeah. So Carson actually is like, I see where you're going. Yeah. I can work with this. I am also smart. Alrighty. So what would happen if worse comes to worse, John were to die right now? Yeah. Bug bug's done. The bug would stop feeding. Yeah. It would let go. And then if we shock him again, get his heart going. And if that doesn't work, then you can throw him into the deep freeze. Uh Uh-huh. Because then he won't come out. Handle shit on the other side. Yeah. Um so where's like, are you sure? Jen's like, what the fuck other options well, yeah, do I have? No, I'm not. Why, why would you ask that question at this point? I mean, I would rather not be awake while someone shocks my heart. Yeah. That's not cool. But... I would rather not die and then hope that I can be brought back from death. <laughs> but like other options are kind of slim right the, now. The, yeah, literally, this is the last option. This is death. <laughs> so Carson tells his team to prepare for Code Blue. Um, checks with Ford that he knows what he's doing. Yeah. Uh-huh. So they cut his shirt open, move his tags, and they don't put any, like, they're supposed to be, like, pads. Well, yeah, pads or gel, but really all those do is protect you from burns. Well, yeah, I know. What I'm saying is, is he's gonna get burnt real bad. Oh, yeah. It's gonna hurt worse. Uh-huh. He get burned. Oh, let's hope that he's paralyzed enough to where he's not feeling shit. Still be burned. Yeah. Sure. Like, that chest hair is going to go up in flames. <laughs> it's going to smell real bad in it's there. It's going to smell real bad. Um, also, I'm actually kind of surprised they don't have the automatic ones. Like, the ones that you find at workplaces. Oh, yeah. These are, like, actual, you have to know what you're doing Now, I wonder ones. if this is before the AEDs were a thing. I don't know. Though. I mean, I feel like those have been around longer than 2004. I don't know, because I remember... I remember because I remember how hard it was to find an image of them when we did the stories on them. Oh, really? And I had to find this really awful image and basically try to recreate what it looks like. See, and I, I and guess I've only I just been doing of, this since 2003. I feel like I've taken it for granted. Like, I feel like they've been around for longer. Yeah, and I'm even look that here's one the thing up. is, even if they were like experimentally new, I feel like they probably would have gone on the Atlantis mission. Them, yeah. Um, anyways, they don't have the automated ones on the jumper. Yeah. So Ford goes to work. Once the bug is off, Ford will kill it, get the paddles charged, jolt John. McKay gets the bell cord door open so that they can't get his heart going again. Shove him in the event horizon. Taylor's going to drag him through. Yeah. So Ford pauses because it's, you know, a lot to defibrulate a conscious person. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and literally stop their heart. It's like, okay, so hang on real quick. I'm going to kill you. <laughs> it's going to be fine. John yells, Nike commercial. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just do it. So with no pulse, Taylor tries to pull the bug off. Slowly it lets go. She throws it across the uh, jumper and Ford shoots it. Mm-hmm. Let's just shoot weapons inside the jumper. And it certainly looks dead. 
Um, Ford then tries shocking John again. No pulse. I like that they wrap it up like a little baby, too. It does. Like, <laughs> it's like, oh, it's all Wrap it up so, so we now. don't have to animate it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and Ford, like, sends an update on the situation after Taylor has dragged John into the event horizon. They have seven minutes left. Yikes. So the medical team arrives in the jumper bay waiting for John and the team. McKay's only halfway through the possible circuits. And he's not going to be able to try them all. Um, for He tells Ford that you should probably just head into the gate because really there's nothing you can do back here right now. I'm going to keep trying to the end. But given the option how to die, just ceasing to exist probably be ideal at this point. Yeah. Yeah, as opposed to exploding. And what honestly, is it called again? Hypoxic explosion? Explosive decompression? Oh, something like that, yeah. And honestly, if given the situation, when you have two seconds left... Like, if, if it's just McKay back there and he's working and you really aren't going to solve it, like, yeah. if you have two seconds left, I'd probably, like, in that last possible second, just jump into the event horizon. Yeah, it's like going into the veil. You're yeah. going to pull a serious black. Just pull a serious black. Yep. Yep. Spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> For anybody who hasn't read the Harry Potter series, I apologize. I mean, he doesn't do it on purpose. Yeah. No. Um, so Ford doesn't want to leave McKay alone with a dead bug. And he's like, it is dead. Right? <laughs> yeah. Can we can we make sure? Can yeah. we make sure? Because that is kind of a nightmare I don't need can in my life Can you just, right like, now. squish it with your boot? Just double squish it? <laughs> and uh, the bees are still buzzing in the briefing room. Mm-hmm. In the control room, Groden says, we have two minutes and 20 seconds left. We're just goes... Just pick ones at random. Yeah. And I'm kind of on McKay's side of this. Like, if I just started picking at random, I'm probably going to duplicate some. Yeah. Whereas this point, I'm at least going down the order. In order. Yeah. No, I agree. I think that would be my approach, too. Yeah. Yeah. And you can tell McKay's just like, panic. Yeah. Or where is. At this point, if there was an option, I would be like, you come over here and start on the other end. Yeah. Is what I would do. Yeah. So we meet in the middle and we double our time. Yeah. Um. So. And then there's a sound. Mm-hmm. And the pod retracts. Yay! And everyone in Atlantis rushes to the balcony, waiting for the ship. Except... There's no ship! Our buddy, Newton. It just sits right there where it is. <laughs> yes, uh, because of Newton's first law of motion. Because of an inertia. Let me tell you that I did very terribly in my physics class. Yeah. So anytime the teacher asked a question, I went, because of inertia? <laughs> And nine times out of ten, he's like, no, it's the other one. And I was like, cool. I know it's one of the Newton's laws. <laughs> uh, an object at rest stays at rest. Yeah. So this thing has no inertia. There can't magically be inertia. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and Ford, like, tries running and pushing. Yeah. I mean, I, I can see why. I what else to... do you do? Yeah. Because like, that's not going to work. Yeah. You're, you're very small. <laughs> and ship is not. Well, it's also just there's no force. Yeah. Like, yeah. you're not pushing against it. anything. Yeah. What they need is Newton's third law. Mm. For every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. Yes. So they have one minute. That also works in music, by the way. For every action, there's an equal Yeah. No, really, action. if you look at every musical trend in rock and roll yes. since, like, the 1950s, everything has been a reaction to the thing that came previously. And I was literally just saying, because that's actually a line that Lin-Manuel Miranda oh, really? wrote into <laughs> Hamilton. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> um, Kavanaugh actually has a good idea for once. Okay. Blow the hatch. 
Hey. So Ford's going to pull it in the back here. McKay's going to head his butt through the event horizon. Uh-huh. No argue time. Yeah. Less Bye. than a minute. Go. Um, just go. Ford holds on to something. I'm mm-hmm. like, I would wrap my wrist around something. Like, yeah. try to hold on a little more. But he succeeds, so I'm not going to fault him. Yeah. Holds on to something, and we see the bugs start to move. Yikes. I don't think Ford sees this. Um, Ford takes a deep breath. Pulls the handle, holds on for dear life. Everything not tied down is thrown through the back including door. Including buggy man. Including disgusting bug man. Yeah. Uh, it works. They move forward through the gate. We see it come through the other side. Hauling and we are give each other a look. In the jumper bay, Carson is still trying to bring John back. Um, Ford is being wheeled out with some oxygen. A little, little bit of frostburn yeah, there. Yeah, a little, little bit. Um, and after a few very tense moments... John's heart starts beating again. Yeah, it's a it's an interesting approach to that because they're like, they don't make it huge and big. It's yeah. just like we're all just gonna watch and hope that yeah. something good happens here. And he doesn't come up and gasp he doesn't for like, air Whoa! either. Yeah. yeah, he's just like, there's a heartbeat. Fuck it, we're okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and we're sort of falls onto a bench because her entire <laughs> team made it through. Yeah. Yikes. Later in the infirmary, John is just hungry. Mm-hmm. And he has a crazy hickey. <laughs> and and Carson says he's going to be fine. They should just let him rest. Uh, they also go get me food, please. Mm-hmm. Uh, as they leave, Weir's like, what were you going to say? Uh, things and stuff. And when, you know, I didn't want to know then, but now I kind of want to know. And he's like, I was going to say to take care of each other. Lies. And so everyone else fun. is like, that being, sounds good. Being, and they leave. Yeah, no. Nobody <laughs> believes that a little bit. They're just like, clearly this is not for us. So we're going to go. And then, and then where's like. I will say before she leaves the room, Taylor's top looks like something a Nixie would definitely wear. <laughs> yes, I would. Yeah. Yeah, no, seriously, I would. <laughs> uh, and. And where's like that's that's not what you're gonna say. And John's like, I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. Don't don't tell me anything. I don't want to talk to you. And then John settles in for a good sleep. I, I was gonna say it's. I love the subtlety of this last scene, when it's just him yeah. sitting there. One, let's talk about how good the man looks in red. Yeah, great. Is Nobody there? should look that great. After experiencing what he experienced, but the, <laughs> the way he beauty kinda, of makeup, the way he kind of settles into the hospital bed. Mm-hmm. It's very appropriate. Like, you can actually, you can almost feel how comfortable yeah. he is. He's like, I'm going to have nap time yeah, now. Yeah, nap now. I've Bye. survived. Yeah. And I love the use of that specific type of hospital blanket. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which they don't have anymore, and it really bums me out. Now they just have those little, like, flannel things. Can I say that I love that you are, like, aware? noticing and aware of the hospital blanket It's a very specific use. blanket that exists in every hospital until very recently, but now they just use these specific... I shouldn't know. Nobody you, should know this. What but you I should guess. do is you should find that blanket yeah. and so you can throw it in a bag. Yep. And so take it with me. And the horrible time you ever need it again, you at least have, have that That's blanket. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. It's a very specific type of a blanket that used to always exist in a hospital room. And it's always only over your legs. Yeah. For some reason, I'm like, arms! <laughs> arms cold! But they're like, nope. Only no, over legs. Only legs get cold in this yeah. hospital. Yeah. And and I think, truthfully, it's because they want to be able to access you quickly, but you're like, cold. Cold. cold everywhere. Can All you, the cold. can blanket come to me? Yeah. And they're like, okay, you can have one more. Here's another blanket on your legs. <laughs> and you're I'm like, like you're not understanding. I don't, my cold doesn't <laughs> yeah. only fit in one area. Help me. Help me. Help me. There is no wall that separates cold from going north <laughs> but there's a wall that separates the cold from coming south or the wildlings in the cold <laughs> 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 
<laughs> this just got nuts. Okay, so we fade Ooh, out. Oh, yeah. End of episode. Okay, so yes. Zelenka. Yes. MVP. MVP for sure. Definitely enjoy him. I'm hoping to find out a little more about him because we don't get a lot of his personality. We don't. He gets, he's right into work mode. He is. Um, I hope something terrible happens to Ponytail. <laughs> and not, like, terrible, like, death. Like, I hope he shits his pants in front of everybody. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, something that just brings just him down. Puts him in his place. Yes. I really, really want that to happen. Someone's gonna come behind him and just cut off his ponytail. Yeah. Oh, that would be great. <laughs> that in itself would be great. Uh, but, you know, no, I want them to somehow have to face bad guys that are not actually... Like, he thinks they're bad guys, but they're actually completely non-threatening. Yeah. And it's just him and a bunch of children around. And the children are brave and he just shits his pants. Or just make him deal with kids. Well, I mean, that's like the worst possible thing you could do to someone, right? No, Nixie. <laughs> While I understand and I respect how you feel, some of us love children. I and their weird little faces. I love them when they're over there. <laughs> See, we don't know. It's too dangerous because he could enjoy children. Because oh, he God. would think that he has power over them. <sighs> See? See? Um, <laughs> I just want him to poop his pants. Okay, a universal that's embarrassment. That's fine. We can do that. Uh, you know, we, you know we, we need to give him... Just make sure that they ha- find the planet that has the food that they ate and bridesmaids. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. And then feed that to him. Yep. And then that's just we're make gonna him do. hang out in front of everybody. Yep. <laughs> I like it. Done. So next up, next episode we are talking about is SG-1 Icon. Oh, fancy. Yes. My prediction? Yes. Rock stars. Rock Pop stars? stars. Pop, Pop stars? stars? Okay. Pop stars are happening. Pop stars, for sure. From other planets. Intergalactic pop Intergalactic stars. Intergalactic pop stars. Also, what a great band name. Intergalactic planetary. Planetary <laughs> pop stars galactic. <laughs> yes. Uh, thanks again, guys. Uh, this was fun. Yes. Um, I, I love anything that times itself to the actual showtime. Yeah, for sure. Which is fun because uh, you're like, we got to figure it out. And yeah, I know exactly how much time is left in the episode because yeah, you yeah, just yeah. told me we have two minutes. <laughs> um, okay, you know where to find us. On Twitter, we're at Tara Podcast. On Facebook, we're at There's No Place Like Tara. Um, you can also email us at There's No Place Like Tara at gmail.com. Patreon.com slash There's No Place Like Tara. Uh, we love y'all.